ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today we're going to begin on hadith number 44. There are a few in between with regards to the rulings of transactions and that section we're going to postpone till afterwards. So today we begin with the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu qal qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam إذا مات العبد انقطع عنه عمله إلا من ثلاث صدقة جارية أو علم ينتفع به أو ولد صالح يدعو له رواه مسلم In this hadith that Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه narrates from the Prophet ﷺ that he said, when a servant dies, all of his deeds are cut off, except three. When a servant dies, all of his deeds are cut off, except three. Sadaqatin jariyah, Ongoing charity أو علم ينتفع به or knowledge that is benefited from أو ولد صالح يدعو له or a righteous child that makes dua for him. This hadith indicates to us, it shows us that when a person dies, your opportunity to gather good deeds and rewards is over. And that is exactly as the Salaf they used to mention. They used to say that all people will live in three places. All of the people will live in three places. The first is this world. The second is in your grave, the barzakh. And the third is the afterlife, the hereafter. Three places of residence. Three places we will all pass through. This world is the first. The barzakh is the second. And the afterlife is the third. From those three places we all live in, there is only one out of the three that is your opportunity to gather the good deeds. 
only one out of those three is an opportunity to gather your good deeds and your actions and your obedience. And that is this world. Your existence upon this world now is your opportunity to do your deeds and your righteous actions and your obedience and your worship. As for the other two places where you will pass and be in, the barzakh is not an opportunity to do worship and gather good deeds. And the afterlife is not an opportunity to gather good deeds. Rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us and placed us upon this earth and has given us this opportunity now, this life now, as the opportunity to do our deeds. Allah mentioned, He is the one who created death and life in order to test you which of you will be the best in deeds. الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا to test you which of you will be the best in your actions so those three places we will all live in this world then moving on to the barzakh then moving on to the hereafter, the world or the existence where you will live forever. From those three, only this world is the opportunity given. When you die in the barzakh, then it is not an opportunity for you to try and do good deeds and gather your actions. Your possibility, your chance has gone in this world. That's why the scholars, they say, دَارُ الدُّنْيَا جَعَلَهَا اللَّهُ دَارَ عَمَلٍ This world, this dunya, Allah has made it a world, an existence for your actions. يَتَزَوَّدُ مِنْهَا الْعِبَادِ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ أَوْ الشَّرِّ لِلْدَارِ الْأُخْرَى وَهِيَ دَارُ الْجَزَاءِ In this world, the people will gather their deeds, either good or bad. Maybe a person wastes this existence on this earth, gathering his deeds, but they are deeds of evil. Just like on the day of judgment when they then come, Allah mentions, فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهِ That whomsoever finds goodness on that day, then let him thank Allah and whomsoever finds other than goodness, 
then do not blame anyone other than yourself. So then the Shaykh he goes on to say, this world is the world for you to do your deeds. The afterlife, that is when you will be held accountable upon your deeds. That is the time for accountability. Now is the time for action. وَسَيَنْدَمُ الْمُفَرِّطُونَ إِذَا انْتَقَلُوا مِنْ هَذِهِ الدَّارِ وَلَمْ يَتَزَوَّدُوا مِنْهَا لِآخِرَتِهِمْ مَا يَسْعِدُهُمْ وَحِينَ إِذِنْ لَا يُمْكِنُ الْإِسْتِدْرَاكِ So then those who were negligent in this world, they will be in great regret on that day when they move over into that existence, they go past this residence, into the barzakh, into the hereafter, those who are negligent in this world, then they will certainly regret, a severe regret at that time, and it will be something that, will not bring them any joy whatsoever, that regret. Because at that time, there will be no opportunity to catch up what you missed. There will be no opportunity to catch up and do good deeds then. لا يمكن الاستدراك حينئذ ولا يتمكن العبد أن يزيد حسناته مثقال ذرة And on that day, a servant will not be able to increase in his good deeds even the smallest of amounts. You will not have any opportunity then to say, allow me to do some last few good deeds now. No opportunity will exist for you then. Now is the opportunity that has been given to you. وَلَا يَمْحُوا مِنْ سَيِّئَاتِهِ كَذَلِكَ Similarly on that day, your opportunity will be lost for something else too. One opportunity that you will have lost on that day is your opportunity to do good deeds and good actions. That will not be possible then. Because for that, now is the time in this world to do your good deeds. So you will have lost your opportunity to try and gather more good deeds and obedience on that day. But you will lose your opportunity for something else too. What else do you lose your opportunity for on that day? Whilst you have the opportunity for it now, Doing bad deeds a bit more. What about bad deeds? Forbidding evil. evil. Repentance. Repentance. In this world, you have an opportunity to seek forgiveness for your shortcomings and your sins and your wrongs. But on that day, Whatever wrongs you've done and sins you've done that you never sought forgiveness for and you never did repentance for whilst you were alive, 
you will not have the opportunity then to say, I seek forgiveness now. This world is the opportunity to do your good deeds. And this world is the opportunity to seek forgiveness for your wrongs and your sins now. After death comes, as this hadith mentions, إِذَا مَاتَ الْعَبْدُ قَطَعَ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ When a person dies, his actions are cut off. Finished. No more possibility for you to do more good deeds and get more reward. And no more possibility for you to repent and seek forgiveness for the sins that you've done. That's why for the one who dies upon the most severe sin, the sin of shirk, and does not seek forgiveness before dying, then he will be in the hellfire forever. The one who dies upon that major shirk, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive that you commit shirk alongside him, but he forgives all else to whom he wills. Allah commands us and tells us to seek forgiveness now, as we have the opportunity. كُلُّ بَنِي آدَمْ خَطَّاءٍ وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَّائِينَ التَّوَّابُونَ The Prophet said, All of the sons of Adam make error. All of you fall into error and wrong and sin. But the best of you who fall into error and wrong are the ones who then seek forgiveness for their wrongs. And they seek repentance upon their wrongs. Similarly, in the Hadith Qudsi, Ya ibadi kullukum tukhti'oona billayli wal-nahar, wa ana aghfiru al-dhunuba jami'a, fastaghfiruni aghfir lakum. O my servants, all of you commit sins, day and night, and I am the one who forgives. So seek your forgiveness from me, and I will forgive. Similarly in the Qur'an, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Say, O oh my servants, the ones who have wronged themselves, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Indeed, I am the one, Allah, who forgives all of the sins. So now in this world you have the opportunity to do as many good deeds and worship and obedience to Allah. And at the same time you have the opportunity to seek forgiveness and repentance for whatever wrongs you fall into now. وَلَا يَتَمَكَّنُ الْعَبْدُ أَنْ يَزِيدَ حَسَنَاتِهِ مِثْقَالَ غَرَّةِ وَلَا يَمْحُو مِنْ سَيِّئَاتِهِ كَذَلِكَ وَانْقَطَعَ عَمَلُ الْعَبْدِ عَنْهُ إِلَّا هَذِهِ الْأَعْمَالِ الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّتِي هِيَ مِنْ آثَارِ عَمَلِهِ Then the Prophet ﷺ after explaining that, 
went on to explain that there are three actions. Three actions that will carry on benefiting you after your death. Meaning after you leave this place of residence, this world, and you move on to the second residence, the barzakh, and then the third, the afterlife, there are certain deeds that will carry on in their after effects and their benefit for you and their reward for you, even after you pass on from this world into those other residences. What are those three? The first one the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, As-Sadaqatul Jariyah, the ongoing charity. And what is the ongoing charity? It is that you give in charity to some cause for the sake of Allah. For example, you give in charity to build the masjid. You give in charity to build a school for the children. You give in charity for some other affair that aids the Muslims. And that charity of yours, it carries on benefiting the Muslims even after your death. So for example, those who donate to the building of a masjid, donate to the building of the masjid and the refurbishment of the masjid, then you die. But the masjid will still be standing after your death, and the Muslims will still be coming and praying in it after your death. Gatherings of knowledge will still be held in it after your death. The Jumu'ah prayer will still be established in it after your death. Hence, your charity that you gave to build the masjid, the effect of that is still being felt and experienced and used by the Muslims even after you pass on. Hence the reward of that charity of yours continues to benefit you and even after your death. That charity that you gave to the mosque, to the school, to the Muslims, they carry on benefiting from it even after you die then that is something good for you and reward for you even after you die. So the shaykh says, Al-awwal as-sadaqah al-jariyah ay al-mustamir naf'uha al-mustamir naf'uha the charity that the benefit of it is continuous. People are still benefiting from it after your death. وَذَلِكَ كَالْوَقْفِ لِلْعِقَارَاتِ الَّتِي يَنْتَفِعُ بِمُغَلِّهَا أو الأواني التي ينتفع باستعمالها أو الحيوانات التي ينتفع بركوبها أو ينتفع بركوبها ومنافعها أو الكتب والمصاحف التي ينتفع باستعمالها والانتفاع بها أو المساجد والمدارس والبيوت وغيرها التي ينتفع بها The Shaykh gives some examples He says 
if you were to give in charity certain types of charity where that charity carries on benefiting the people after your death. For example, masahif. You buy some masahif and you gift them for the masjid. Not to be taken out by anybody, not to be free distribution for the mosque here. So every time Muslims come into the mosque, random people, whoever, they sit down, they pick up that mushaf and they read from it. The one that you gave as a donation to the mosque. Maybe 20 years after your death, that mushaf will still be there. For that 20 years, people have been coming and reading that mushaf that you gave as a charity to the mosque. So now, all of that, it will benefit you. That is a charity you gave that carried on benefiting the people even after your death. Another example the shaykh gives is the mosques and the schools that we mentioned already. Another example the shaykh gives is animals. In the countries where they use the camels and the donkeys and the horses, if you were to give some camels in charity for the use of certain purposes that would aid the Muslims, after you die, those animals are still being used. They are still being used. Then that benefit comes to you. Or you build a huge building. Flats. And you say these are for the people of poverty, free, no charge, remains for them. So maybe the people of poverty carry on living in those flats that you built free for them for the next hundred years before the building is demolished. 200 years maybe before the building falls, after your death. So all of those years, the people who live in there, free, you gave that as a charity. All of the people who live in that building for the next two, three, four hundred years after your death, you'll get the reward. So this is known as the ongoing charity. فَكُلُّهَا أَجْرُهَا جَارٍ عَلَى الْعَبْدِ مَا دَامْ يُنْتَفَعُ بِشَيْءٍ مِنْهَا so as long as that charity is still being benefited from by the people, the reward will carry on coming to you. وَهَذَا مِنْ أَعْظَمِ فَضَائِلِ الْوَقْفِ وَخُصُوصًا الْأَوْقَافِ الَّتِي فِيهَا الْإِعَانَ عَلَى الْأُمُورِ الدِّينِيَّةِ كَالْعِلْمُ وَالْجِهَادِ وَالتَّفَرُّغُ لِلْعِبَادَةِ وَنَحْوِ ذَلِكِ So these types of charities that you give, and it benefits especially in Islamic affairs, children being taught, etc., masahif, these types of things, the reward will carry on coming to you. The second deed, which carries on the benefit for you. The first was the ongoing charity. The second, الثاني العلم الذي ينتفع به من بعده كالعلم الذي علمه الطلبة المستعدين للعلم وَالْعِلْمَ الَّذِي نَشَرَهُ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ وَالْكُتُبُ الَّتِي صَنَّفَهَا فِي أَصْنَافِ الْعُلُومِ النَّافِعَةِ Knowledge that you taught, knowledge that you taught and left behind either in lectures, in books, in recordings, in teaching, after you die the people carry on benefiting from all of that knowledge. They carry on benefiting from the books that you wrote. They carry on benefiting from the lectures that were given, from the recordings. And that is something we see in reality. 
from the time of the olden scholars, from the time of the Salaf, Al-Imam Ahmad, we are still reading his books now. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, we are still reading his books now. Hundreds of years after their deaths, knowledge that they left behind and we are still benefiting from it. So if you teach someone and you leave that righteous beneficial knowledge with them, even after you die, they carry on learning or carry on benefiting and practicing that knowledge, then you will carry on getting the reward for that. You carry on getting the reward for the knowledge that you taught and left behind in books, in recordings, in whatever form that may be. وَهَكَذَا كُلُّ مَا تَسَلْسَلَ الْإِنْتِفَاعِ بِتَعْلِيمِهِ مُبَاشَرَةً أَوْ كِتَابَةً فَإِنَّ أَجْرُهُ فَإِنَّ أَجْرَهُ جَارٍ عَلَيْهِ فَكَمْ مِنْ عُلَمَاءِ هُدَاءٍ مَاتُوا مِنْ مِئَاتٍ مِنَ السِّنِينِ وَكُتُبُهُمْ مُسْتَعْمَلَةٌ وَتَلَامِيذُهُمْ قَدْ تَسَلْسَلَ خَيْرُهُمْ وَذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ The Sheikh says, how many scholars there are who have left behind their knowledge and their books and we still benefit from it. And from their students we continue to benefit. Students of the Shaykh and students of him and students of him, the chain of knowledge continues. So that knowledge is something that will aid a person also after his death, continues to benefit him. Thirdly, a thirdth, الولد الصالح ولد صلب أو ولد ابن أو بنت ذكر أو أنثى ينتفع والده بصلاحه ودعائه A child A righteous child Whether it is your own direct child or it is your grandchildren, sons or daughters, grandsons or granddaughters, your children that you educated and you raised upon righteousness, that will also benefit you after your death. And this is one of the great virtues Mention to us and great encouragement to give the right tarbiyah to our children, to make sure that we give importance to raising our children in the right way. Allah told us in the Quran, protect yourselves and your families from the fire. Protect yourselves and your families from the fire. How are you going to protect your families from the fire? By raising your families upon righteousness, educating your children of the religion from a young age, teaching them the Qur'an and the Sunnah, bringing them to the gatherings of knowledge, taking away the haram from them, not allowing them exposure to haram. So you give them that good upbringing. You give them that Sunni upbringing. 
So they are raised upon understanding the Qur'an and the Sunnah, raised upon understanding the manhaj of the Salaf. So those types of children, after you die, those righteous children will make dua for you. They will make dua for their parents, that Allah have mercy upon them, that Allah forgive them, Allah enter them into paradise. The dua of your righteous children after your death, it will benefit you. That's why in an authentic narration, it is mentioned that a person in paradise will be raised up in level. He will say to Allah, O oh my Lord, what have I done to deserve being raised up into higher levels of paradise? What did I do? Which extra deeds or what have I done to deserve to be raised up in the higher levels of paradise? It will be said to him, Due to, because of, your child making dua for you. Your child made dua for you after your death. He sought forgiveness for you, he sought mercy upon you. And that dua of your righteous child was answered and you are raised in paradise for it. So the third thing mentioned is the righteous child. And that indicates to us how much importance we must give to the raising of the children and to give them the right type of tarbiyah, to give them the right environment, to provide with them that which is good and halal, and to prevent from them that which is haram and bad. وَهَذِهِ فَهُوَ كُلُّ وَقْتِ يَدْعُوا لِوَالِدَيْهِ بِالْمَغْفِرَةِ وَالرَّحْمَةِ وَرَفْعِ دَرَجَاتِ وَحُصُولِ الْمَثُوبَاتِ So that child who is righteous will always be making dua for his parents, seeking forgiveness for his parents. But as for the children who are raised upon ignorance, they are raised upon a lack of practicing the Qur'an and the Sunnah, because the parents themselves do not pray, the parents themselves are upon all types of haram, and so their children are raised up not knowing anything about Islam, not knowing anything about the masjid, raised up upon ignorance, then what dua are they going to make for their parents when they grow up and their parents die? What dua will those children make? The ones who were raised without any understanding of Islam, the ones whom the parents neglected, then they will grow up without any understanding and what dua do you expect from them then? So no doubt a person needs to give importance to the raising of the children. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نُحْيِ الْمَوْتَى وَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُمْ 
that we will raise the deceased and write for them what they have done of their deeds and the after effects of their deeds. Their deeds are clear. The good that you did and the bad that you did, all of it will be recorded and you'll be accountable upon it. But then what about the after effects that are mentioned? آثارهم ما ترتب على أعمالهم That is what is compounded upon their actions, what results from their actions. مما عمله غيرهم Maybe those actions were done by others, but you benefit from them. Like the dua of your children for you. أَوْ إِنْتَفَعَ بِهِ غَيْرُهُمْ Or other people benefited, like we said about the knowledge you leave behind or the charity. وَجَمِيعْ مَا يَصِلُ إِلَى الْعَبْدِ مِنْ آثَارِ عَمَلِهِ ثَلَاثًا There are three things overall that you can benefit from in that regard. أُمُور عَمِلَ بِهَا الْغَيْرِ بِسَبَبِهِ وَبِدْعَايَتِهِ وَتَوْجِيهِ Actions that other people do because you guided them and taught them how to do them. You teach people goodness after you die, they are doing that goodness you taught them, you will carry on getting reward for that. That is one. Number two. الثاني أمور انتفع بها الغير أي نفع كان على حسب ذلك النفع باقتدائه به في الخير. Other affairs that the people benefited from in terms of following you in goodness. Following you in goodness and taking example from you. And thirdly, umur amilaha al-ghayr wa ahdaha ilayhi. Actions that other people do and they gift the reward to you. What types of actions can that occur in? Are there deeds that other people can do on your behalf and gift the reward, make the intention that it's for you? What types of actions is that permissible in? That will come to afterwards. Sadaqah. That is one. That you can give sadaqah, charity, and have the intention on behalf of someone, someone died even, and that is permissible. Hajj is another example, that you can do hajj on behalf of an individual, who died and hadn't done the hajj, you can perform that hajj on behalf of that person. Umrah is a possibility also. What else? Fasting, Certain types of it according to some opinions and all types of it according to other opinions. So fasting would come into it at some level at least. What else? Oath. Oath, Oath how? So to fulfill an outstanding oath. Maybe somebody made an oath and they didn't fulfill it. Your parents, so then you fulfill the outstanding oath. That can be part of it also. 
The Sheikh mentions here, Sadaqata Sadaqa biha anhu aw da'a lahu, or dua that you make for someone, charity that you give for someone, sawa'an kana min awladihi al-hissiyin, aw min awladihi al-ruhiyin, alladhina takharraju bitalimih, wa hidayatihi wa irshadih, aw min aqaribihi wa ashabihi al-muhibbin, aw min umumi al-muslimin, بحسب مقاماته في الدين وبحسب ما أوصل إلى العباد من الخير أو تسبب به وبحسب ما جعل الله له في قلوب العباد من الود الذي لا بد أن تترتب عليه آثار كثيرة التي منها دعاءهم واستغفارهم له So that can be from children or non-children giving charity on behalf of someone making dua for someone it's not only the children who do it for their parents, it could be a person, a sheikh, a scholar, his students all make dua for him afterwards, seek forgiveness for him afterwards. So these are all types of good deeds that you may do, and that others may do, which you would benefit from also. And that's why when they say on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment when the accountability happens, you have your good deeds and you have your bad deeds, the weighing scale. Your bad deeds on one side, your good deeds on the other side. In your good deeds side, what will be in there? Obviously all of your good deeds, they will go into your good deeds side, all of the good deeds you did. What else will go in there? What, what, what else of the goodness? Of the goodness, of the goodness, the types of goodness. You have the good side and the bad side. In the good side, all of your good deeds go in there. What else could go in there? Intention is still your deeds. Good deeds are your deeds. That people, like sunnah that you did and other people did after you. So that is still your deeds. You did the deed. What else can go in there? So that could be something. Somebody makes dua for you, you're getting some benefit of that. Somebody gave charity on your behalf, you're getting some benefit from that. Somebody did hajj on behalf of you, you're getting some benefit of that. They weren't actions you did. Other people did them, but you'll get some benefit of that. What else? That's still your action. So... The wrongs that people did to you, on that day you will be able to go and take their good deeds and place them into your own side. So that will therefore also go into your good deeds. So in your good deeds, everything you did yourself. On top of that, what people did for you that are permissible acts. Certain things obviously impermissible. You can't, for example, pray on behalf of somebody. You can't say to somebody, go and pray dhuhr for me today after you pray yours. Impossible. Impossible. So only in the deeds that are possible. Quran is something where it's a very, it's an issue. You can't just say, read the Quran on behalf of somebody. That is something very dubious. But these other affairs, charity, sadaqa, uh, fasting, uh, hajj, these dua, they are mentioned by the scholars that can be done on behalf of someone. So the purpose of this narration is to highlight that there are three places of residence 
This world, the barzakh, and the hereafter. Only one of those three is your chance to do your good deeds. That is, this world. The barzakh and the hereafter, you don't have an opportunity for your deeds then. When Fir'aun died at the point of death, when he was now crossing over into barzakh, he said, now I have iman, amantu. But already it was said to him, Al-an, now too late. Now he's crossing into Barzakh. The world, that chance has gone. He is crossing into Barzakh now. Opportunity gone to say, I repent now and I seek forgiveness. And I believe. So this world is that opportunity. So it is an encouragement in this hadith for a person to recognize that and to recognize the value of his time. Do not think that once you die, you will be earning deeds. The deeds you earn are now. And how do you know how long that opportunity will last for? Nobody knows how long their opportunity will last. Nobody knows. Nobody can say, when I get older, I'll do all of my deeds. When I get older and I finish doing everything I want to do in life, I'm an old man, like the uncles. Then I'll come to the mosque when my beard and everything is white. I'll just come and pray, nothing else to do. How do you know you're going to live till that time? And how do you know what the state of your heart is going to be at that time if you do live? Now when Allah gives you that opportunity and you see what the truth is and you see what the purpose of your life is and you see and you recognize paradise and hell, then now is the opportunity to grab that. If you don't, then who knows what your heart will be saying to you in a year's time. Who knows whether you'll even want to come to the mosque. Who knows what impact the shaitan may have in you in a six months, in a year. Now when you see the truth, then you grasp that truth. Cling on to it and you make dua, asking Allah to keep you firm upon it. As we came across that hadith a long time ago. Say, I believe in Allah, in the ayah. And then, ثُمَّ Be upright. So that is where we'll conclude today. The prayer is coming in a few minutes. Inshallah ta'ala will carry on in two weeks time. We'll conclude upon that for tonight. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.